Welcome to the Father's Day 2021 episode of Daddy Unscripted, part of Osiris Media. My name is Tim Wheaton, and I am your host. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Daddy Unscripted. My annual, I think I've missed at least one year of these, but my annual Father's Day episode, because how how can I not? It's Daddy Unscripted. It's right there in the name. So it really behooves me to record a Father's Day episode as much as it does for me as I feel to record a Mother's Day episode as well, which I'm not great at planning ahead and doing that. It's unscripted. That also is right there in the name. So here I am for another Father's Day episode to kind of rally up you dads, you future dads, uh, those of you who have dads, all of those boxes that this may tick for many of you. I just wanted to put a little episode here in between guest episodes to, again, just talk about the joy and blessing of being a father, talk about the tremendous teacher that I had as my dad in how to be a loving and kind and attentive father to my kids And also just to remind all of you, whether you're a dad or not, about how much kindness means and what that does for the people around you, for your community, for us as individuals and humans here on this planet all together right now. Before I get too far, let me remind you very importantly and very enthusiastically that Daddy Unscripted is part of Osiris Media. I'm proud to have been one of the first podcasts on board with Osiris Media way back when upon their release out to the world. Osiris Media, which has now begun to be correctly heralded as and called the leading music storyteller informing and delighting passionate music fans by connecting you with great stories and the artists that you love so i'm really excited as always to be part of osiris media especially because i am one of the kind of outside the circle by a tiny bit podcasts as a member of osiris media that doesn't always talk about music or always talking about musicians, but it's in my heart and in my soul. Music is one of those things that just absolutely is always part of my being. And so I think that that radiates out there enough to just keep me in in the fold, I guess. I do want to tell you guys that you are about to get the second episode of the brand new podcast, Alive Again. Alive Again launched with its first episode last week on Tuesday, June 15th, and they will come out every Tuesday with new episodes. It's a history of Trey Anastasio's solo career from the formation of the Trey Anastasio Band in 1999 up to the Beacon Jams of 2020 and the launching of the Divided Sky Fund. 
The limited series will include interviews with Trey and his bandmates and collaborators from the past 25 years. Let me just let you guys listen to a show trailer for it right now, and then I'll be right back. My dad was my coach when I was growing up. He was a hockey coach. I know the older I get, the more I realize this, that he really instilled in me a belief that teams win and that the way to be successful is to utilize the strengths of everyone. I'm always, always telling engineers, sound men, make everyone the same volume, make everyone exactly the same volume. I believe that if we send a message of unity from the stage, people will feel it. Dre Anastasio will tell the story of his solo career and collaborations from the start of the Dre Anastasio band in 1999 to the beacon jams of 2020. I think anybody who's seen Tab would agree with this. They're kind of like a freight train leaving the station when it comes to the groove. All of these things that I've done over the years, playing with the orchestra, doing the fish, doing the tab, all of these things kind of culminated at the beacon. There was a couple of moments in there where I was like, this is what I've been trying to achieve all these years. In this four-part limited series, we'll hear about the creative process, talk to Trey's bandmates, collaborators, and friends about the music that's been created over the past 25 years. The Utica Mr. Completely. I was watching people dancing. I was just like using these tools to like build the intensity, build the intensity, build the intensity. And the balcony was going up and down. And then these plaster pieces started falling on people's heads. Visit OsirisPod.com slash Alive Again to subscribe or find the show wherever you get your podcasts. Episode one premieres June 15th. Okay. I was so excited for that podcast when I first heard that that one was going to be being put together and coming out as part of Osiris's summer lineup this year. There's so much more on the horizon. Osiris is just like growing. It's like uh, this big Lego tower that has all of these different colors and block sizes and things that are part of it, like another one that just finished up written and hosted by Kevin Hogan, Beautiful Garbage, which was a limited series that traced the development of punk rock from American garages and bars to England and back in the mid to late 1970s. It shared stories about punk's innovation in sound and style and the socio-political factors that produced the punk aesthetic and its indelible mark on popular music and culture. Go check out Beautiful Garbage. Support this fantastic guy, Kevin, and his podcast. And I don't know, did you listen to punk? You're not all my age, but I really, really dove fairly deep into punk for what kind of human being I was back in those days. I would say I didn't go full punk. I don't think I ever had a jean jacket with uh, 50 band patches and innumerable holes and pins and even giant safety pins or metal spikes coming out of it. I wasn't that punk rock, um, but I loved bands like The Clash and The Sex Pistols and some of the other 80s punk bands. I think I was more into British punk than I was into American punk. Anyways, Whatever your whatever your history is with punk, check out Beautiful Garbage, and that will end my little plugs for all of these podcasts on Osiris. So let's talk about dads. Let's talk about being dads. I 
I will say a little disclaimer here because I know that some people who it's been an interesting like year or so for the podcast, as you may know, because I really embraced the two side paths that I created for the podcast to kind of keep things moving in a new and fresh direction, which allowed me the ability to still do what is at the core of this podcast's belief system, which is documenting and telling inspirational stories about people. I know that it started as these storytellers would be all dads. And then I bridged off a couple of times and did non-dads because they were telling stories maybe about their dads and their moms and going further back. But as I started to do that, and as I started to reach out to some other guests and even look at people and find out, is this person a dad or not? And how do I feel about having them on my podcast? It just felt really weird to me to have somebody who would maybe have amazing stories to tell and say, I can't or am not going to have them on here because they are not dads. I just didn't love that feeling. I didn't love the idea of missing out on an opportunity to get to hear more about and speak with somebody who could be massively inspiring and not just for me, but for so many of you who are listening and to just discard them and the ability to have all of that happen because of the fact that they have not taken part in a birth story of their own. Like, I know I'm in a niche. I know my niche is dads and that is what it is supposed to be, etc. But I feel more comfortable with my niche being humans, being more inclusive than exclusive, and being more open to the idea and the ability to have these conversations with moms, with non-father men, with all of these people that we can be inspired by. Because it's not just conversations with dads and the story of them being a dad, etc., that inspires me, A, and B, potentially makes me a better dad. Because anything that makes me a better person, I feel like is also making me a better dad. So I really, over the past two years now, maybe a year and a half or so, that has been one of the most extremely significant eye-openers for me. And I guess either to the detriment or, I hope, to the massive benefit to any of you listeners that you are also kind of getting these different people's lives and stories to inspire you, to teach you, to resonate with you, to use a word that everybody uses now, and as well as to be something that touches on things in your own life, either in a way of, wow, I I want to do that. I want to try that. I want to live my life in that way. Or even some of those eye-openers that are in the opposite direction of, I can't imagine having my life been like that, 
and I am going to put more energy into helping people who have been through this or massive bonus for everyone in your circle, in your community, that I am going to help my children be better, be good, be more kind, be more inclusive, be more loving, all of those things that are huge benefits from hearing about more people's lives. And I think that's one of the really big things that came to me through quarantine life that I wasn't 100% having to go through in the way that a lot of people did, whereas I was actually going to work all this time. So I was still seeing other people, not to a massive extent, not on a, a normal, quote unquote, normal scale, but still getting to interact with humans and realizing like how important all of that is and how much we can miss when we kind of, even in days previous to the pandemic, if we hunker down and don't allow people in and don't allow ourselves to learn and listen to other people that may not just be the people that we are buddy-buddy with. I know I've said a lot of these things in different chunks and different sections in recent episodes, but I just wanted to get that out there, especially in this Father's Day episode, because some of you may be looking at some of the guests that are on the show and thinking, wait a second, that is a woman's name isn't this daddy unscripted? What is going on? So that is the drive and the thinking behind all of that. And I think that is an important thing for many of us as I'm now over five years in on this podcast, which is just crazy, going back and looking at the launch at some of my first guests, some of the people that I spoke with early on and A shout out of thanks to every single one of the guests who have been on my podcast. I appreciate you. I appreciate you having taken the time. Oh, wow. It just hit me that with the release of this episode, I'm inching that much closer to episode number 100 of the podcast, which is a big landmark. And I'm so happy for any of you that have been here, even for just one of them as a guest, as a listener, as a subscriber, as a supporter, I appreciate you. And I hope that you have gotten anything out of any of these episodes and these conversations with the people that I have spoken with. If you are a recent or very new listener, I encourage you to go back, check out some of those older episodes they still absolutely make sense to listen to. Um, There may be some stuff in any and every episode that is, you know, talking about that time whenever we recorded it, you know, three years ago, there's episodes that are not talking about a pandemic, that are not talking about racial issues in our country the way that we would nowadays. But The inspiration is still there. The stories are still there and they are still just as meaningful and inspirational as they ever were. I 
promise you. So if that means something to some of you new listeners, go check out some some of those older episodes. There's something for everybody here, I would say, and I'm not just saying that. I've been thinking this week as we inch closer to Father's Day, which I'm recording officially. I'm recording this the day before Father's Day, but thinking about the idea that this will now be my 12th Father's Day as a father myself, which is just crazy to think about that, as well as the idea that this will now be my 30th Father's Day without my dad. That means 30 Father's Days of feeling that little bit of a hurt on an otherwise what has been for the last 12 years a very happy day for me there is still that part that will always encapsulate sadness and loss some level of grieving as it does for so many of you some of you extremely recently extremely recently thinking about the idea that so many people have died over the last year and a half now due to the pandemic and so many other things related to it. I don't leave a lot of my pauses in when I edit, but I leave that one in for good reason. That's just astounding to think about how many people have lost a father, a brother, a son, a mother, and a sister, and a wife. All of the people who were loved deeply all of the people who died alone i almost flinch as i say that thinking about some of my friends and even family members who work as human nurses or doctors and knowing about their extremely painful stories some of which they've told to me and many others i'm sure that they have not and what so many people have had to live through with the loss of so many. So if you are dealing with the recent loss of a loved one in any circumstance, know that 100% my heart goes out to you. I've said this to some of the dads that I've spoken with who have also lost their dads and some recent and some not so recent like me. And I've always said it absolutely never goes away It is not something that I would want to go away. The good memories always remain. There are times for the painful and difficult and hard ones that they rise up as well. And I know that not everybody's experience is the same as everybody else's. I know that I am immensely blessed to have as many good and fond and loving and loved memories of my father as I do. And I know that's not the case for everyone. So I do not at all take that for granted. And what I think that that drives me to do is to make sure that I create those with my kids as well. I want them to have that as a memory. And I'm not saying that like in a doomy gloomy kind of way. I don't think of it in that tragic way all the time, but I absolutely recognize that of the things in my life that I am able to control, that is absolutely one of them. And 
being on the better and the good side of that, I can't imagine what so many people have to go through however many days out of every single year if they didn't have that kind of experience with their parent. I don't know if that does anything for any of you. Reverse it from thinking about your own parent and think about that as for your child. Think about however old you are now, in your 30s, in your 40s, older or younger. What are your memories like of other people in your life? What are your memories like of your siblings, of your parents? As much as many times that I've talked about legacy and how you live and what you leave behind, think about how much control you have over that for your loved ones, how they think of you, how they speak of you, and especially of your children, how they're able to speak of you to others. How kind was my dad? How loving was my mom? How affectionate were they? I know I've talked about this over the past year, maybe more so than previous years, but I think it's been so much more seen and out there how people, how adults have conducted themselves, how they've done so in front of their kids. Remember that in so many ways, what you are putting out there in this day and age has an everlasting echo. I say that knowing full well that I am not perfect. I do not have a perfect past. I am not perfect now. I know, I know nobody is. And so I'm trying to not beat myself up about that, but it's a fact. And I try to be very cognizant of that. And fortunately, I am now in a place where I am starting to really work hard to learn more from people that do not look like me, from people that are not in just my neighborhood or my community or my state. And I have tried really hard to listen a lot more than ever, to listen and to believe people when they say things. And I think that's tough. I think that's a tough thing because no matter what side of so many issues that you fall on, you tell somebody to believe what people tell you and you can't just do that. You can't just do that. If people tell you that there are reptilian people among us, maybe you don't just believe what people tell you. So it does not hurt to fact check and to do some of your or a lot of your own research, but ask questions, find answers. And a lot of times find things that feel right to you. But beyond all of that, do things and say things that will not only guide your children in a kind and good way on this earth, but will ripple out amongst the water to the others that they encounter. How do they hear or see you talk to and about other people? Do you show respect? Do you show kindness? Is it something that they are seeing on your face when you talk to and about other people? The do what I say and not what I do thing doesn't really work. 
(laughs) Your kids are learning from you directly because not only are you providing an example to them on how they should act and interact, but there is a realization there of this action or this speech from them obviously feels okay for them. So that is what I am going to feel okay with as well. The stamp of approval that you are putting on yourself goes a long way. As my kids are getting older, this is falling on me like a ton of bricks. A couple years ago, it started to hit me like a brick. Now it's just somebody destroyed a brick house in a cloud, and it's just falling all over me with the very clear evidence of how what I do and what I say affects my children. And then think about how many kids your kids affect. Are your kids going to be the ones that are going to stand up and help someone in need? Are your kids going to stand up and defend someone that is being bullied? Are your kids going to embrace other kids that don't look like them, that don't sound like them? Where are they learning that from? I feel like there's a very high possibility that with a lot of this, I'm probably almost preaching 100% to the choir because I feel like the direction that my podcast has gone in the past couple years now has probably driven out a lot of people who don't agree with a lot of what I am saying. But even if that is the case, even if every single listener agreed with every single word I said, I still feel compelled to say this because even I come back and listen to my older episodes and I need to hear these things. I need to be reminded that it's important what I say and how I act and how I speak and how I treat others, especially people that I don't know. God, how easy is it to be cool to the people that you love? That's that's low-hanging fruit. That is the easiest thing in the world to do. And if we're not doing that, like time to start changing that right away. But how easy it can be as well to do that same thing to people that we don't know. To smile masks off (laughs) now in many areas and many places to again be able to smile at other people when you're walking by them. I will say this again. I am not tooting my horn in this, but I'm trying to promote others to do this. I get looked at very oddly by some of my friends and I know even by my wife at times because of how friendly I am to strangers, to people I don't know. As I'm walking by and saying hi to people as if I'm a politician, like trying to get their vote, asking them how they're doing, whatever it may be, I do not believe, (laughs) I maybe do not belong in Orange County in Southern California, but maybe I'm here to spread a little more of this around this area where this is not the norm, I don't feel. But how painful and difficult is that to do, really? It's not. It's not. I will just tell you from experience, it is not difficult to do. Sometimes I will actually, and I've said this, sometimes I will catch myself doing the press-lipped smile and maybe even a head nod. But 
everybody does that. I've taught my daughter to do that. I feel awful that she, when I look over at her and smile, sometimes that's what I get in return is the pressed lips, which is not a smile necessarily, by the way. Go to a mirror. (laughs) How many of you do not look at yourself in the mirror hardly at all, except for when you're brushing your teeth or your hair, which I envy you if you brush your hair because I don't have any. But aside from that, like how, how many of you smile at yourself in the mirror? That might feel good. You should try that. Go smile at yourself in the mirror after you're done or if you're near a mirror right now or tomorrow morning or tonight. Smile at yourself in the mirror and see what your real smile looks like. And not your like laughing boisterous smile, but just a nice friendly smile. Now think about doing that to whoever, somebody you're passing by on the street, to the person checking not checking you out, but checking out your groceries at the grocery store or the person, a barista, if you're still buying coffee at places that costs over $5, whoever it may be, think about that smile. This one that I'm doing right now, as I'm saying this, that's something that can go a long way. It will catch people off guard a lot of times, but let's continue to try our best to drive this world into a kinder place. I know that's one of the things I learned from my dad. I didn't get to see it as much because of where we were raised, where we lived our lives. There wasn't a ton of ethnic diversity in my hometown. There just wasn't. But when I did see him interacting with people that did not look like us, He was 100% just as loving and open to them as he was to anybody else. And that's always just felt right to me and correct to me. And I think that's part of a great many things that I am very grateful to my dad for, of the lesson that he lived right out in front of me. And I don't know how many listeners I've gained in this past year or so of my having my side paths that are regularly listening that are not dads. But for any and all of you, we set an example to others. We shine to those around us or we darken the path to those around us. I don't love the fact that in the past few years now, I've had to make the conscious decision for my own well-being, for my own mental health, really like that is what it comes down to, to unbridle myself of some toxic people that I know, some that I've known for years, some that I've been very, very close with. And I have people in my life still that I am able to disagree with and agree to disagree with on some issues. And I can do it in a healthy, loving way still. You know, I I did not go through when I used to have a Facebook and delete every single or unfriend every single person that I knew that thought differently on blank with me. I never really did that. But As much as I know that I had to 
root out some of the toxicity from my own life. I know that there are people who cannot agree and do not agree with everything I say. And to some extent, there has been something that I have become more outspoken about within the last handful of years that they disagree with and they didn't want to hear. And so they digitally offed me. I get it. And it's going to happen. And whatever, if that's what makes your life better to root me out because we disagree on some things. Okay. I did it to some of you. What are we going to do? But I am going to continue to live my life in that way that does not stay silent about the things that I believe in, that does not keep from me educating and teaching and guiding my children to be better humans, to be aware of the issues that plague our world, that plague my generation, that plague our area around us. And so if I'm going to do that for them, I'm going to do that for me too. And I know I've seen people post things, post memes and whatever about this, but we all need to do what we need to do for us in a way that is good for ourselves and good for our families and our children. But we also need to continue to be very aware of how we affect those around us. And as a dad, I take that part of my responsibility as a father very seriously. I want my kids to grow up to be incredibly discerning, understanding, loving, and forever learning and respectful human beings, regardless of their age, regardless of where they are in the world and living and what they are doing with their lives. I feel like that is incredibly important. So I hope that, God, I just pictured this as a, like a movie or a TV show of far in the future and somebody listening to this. And I hope that if you were to listen to this 40 years from now, that my kids are living lives filled with love, filled with laughter and joy, but also filled with things that make them proud, that make them feel like they learned well from from me, that they're doing things that would make me proud, and they are doing things that are helpful to others, their friends, their loved ones, their community. I don't wish for a lot, but I absolutely wish for that. I did this in one of my previous years, Father's Day episodes, and it's been long enough that I feel like I'm going to do it again. And I know that this will mean more to myself, to my direct family members than it will to anybody else outside of that circle. But I feel like there is still some reason to play this for you guys. And it's going to be a portion of my dad as a pastor speaking to his little non-denominational church called Laguna Church back in the 80s and telling a short story. And I think this fits into what I'm telling you right now because I am incredibly proud to play this. It is a memory of my dad and it is his voice. And so that absolutely takes me back 
to time spent with him. But in what I'm saying and speaking of, this is what I would want for all of us, that our own children or our friends or our spouses or whatever it may be, that nearly 40 years later, with pride and love in their heart, that they would want to look back at memories of us and listen to us and watch videos of us from time gone by and that it would fill their hearts because it would be the memory of a good person and that they would want to share that with other people. Again, I am not a perfect person. I'm not faultless. I absolutely cannot throw a stone in a glass house. This is a big reason why I do not throw judgment around on others like crazy, but this is what I strive for. This is why I want to be a good human, a good person, a good father, a good friend. So I'll let this play and then I will come and kind of wrap up this Father's Day episode. So this is my dad saying a few words around Father's Day, I believe. In the world of sport, we have been getting reminders of how our lives are in the hands of the Lord. We prayed for Lenny Bias's family a couple of weeks ago, and right after that, Don Rogers died of rapid death. And just this week, the manager of the Kansas City baseball team has been discovered to have a major brain tumor, large brain tumor. And they quoted a couple of the team members of saying, things like this remind us of how um, the game that we play, that we call baseball, fades into insignificance against a life-threatening illness like a a brain tumor. They do not know whether it's malignant or non-malignant until they do the surgery, which is scheduled for Tuesday. Dick Hauser is, uh, by all accounts, a, a wonderful man, a great family man. He's just been a very faithful person all, all through his life, and now he's uh, subjected to uh, this real trial and real stress in his life. And each one of us, each day, the Lord wants to remind us of how vital our life is on that day, how important it is. Okay. Thanks for listening to that, you guys. Thanks for being here. Thanks for listening to me in another one of these solo episodes. I know it's maybe not as fun as when I have a guest on, but how can I not do a Father's Day episode? And I can't really do one with my dad. So that's why I played that little clip of him. I have a a lot of intriguing guests coming up in the future here ones that I'm trying to lock down and ones that I'm just trying to figure out recording times with, etc. So keep your eyes peeled for more episodes to come out on the horizon. Should be one coming out. There definitely will be at least one episode in July coming out for you guys. And as well as an episode I'm going to do with my friend Jess that was in a recent episode. And we are going to talk all about a fictional dad who we love incredibly so, but has also struck a chord around the world for so many people, not just to dads, but to people of all ages and of all genders 
and really just a magnificent, one of the greatest characters on television that I can think of. And I'm not going to give it away, but that episode should be um, coming out soon as well. Just got some good things lined up for you guys. So keep your eye open. Keep telling other people about the show so that they can start to hear some of these stories from other people. Again, like I have talked about in this episode in regards to mental health. And as I say in so many episodes, if you are struggling with things that are going on around you in your own world. Look, a lot of us are still in some kind of sheltering at home, however that means to you. If things are really bad and you feel like you need to reach out to somebody at a much higher level, the National Suicide Prevention Hotline is 800-273-8255. I have a Google voice number for any of you to use at any time. You don't have to give me your name. You don't have to tell me anything. Sometimes you just need to say things and you don't need anybody to do anything else but listen. If you do want me to reach back out, then leave me your number. I will absolutely reach back out to you in a safe way or via email or whatever. But that Google number is 872-444-6700. Eight four, And you can leave a voicemail on there. So you guys have that number. I wanted to make sure I put those. Those will also be in the show notes. And with that, be good. Be good to each other. I hope you all in some way or another had a... I, I, I know that Father's Day can be very difficult for so many people. So I hope there was something positive for you in this Father's Day weekend. And to all of my black friends, saying happy Juneteenth feels weird. And especially with everything that is going on right now with other things that are very much more important for governmental change. But I see you all. I recognize you all. I know that Juneteenth means a great deal, many different things on different levels to so many different people. So I will just say to everyone, support Black-owned businesses. That is one way that I think so many Black people will agree is a great way for those of us who are not Black to quote-unquote celebrate Juneteenth is to support Black people, Black-owned businesses, I will have some in my show notes for you to support, but check out mahoganymommies.com is a fantastic opportunity for you to support a lovely black single mom who is trying to live her best life, live out her dreams, carve out a very truthful, real, sincere space that also benefits a lot of other people. Mahoganymommies.com. Go support Joy. Joy, got to get you on here. (laughs) I will just leave it at that. Okay. So find some other black owned businesses that you guys can support. Um, I know that this is the Father's Day episode, but it is the day after Juneteenth. So and today is Juneteenth as I'm recording this. So it's in my headspace. Uh, I'm not even sorry, not sorry. I'm just not sorry for doing that. (laughs) Okay. Uh, Be kind to others, be loving to others, and know that here's a good thing. 
even though I am telling you to smile to other people, that doesn't mean that we should tell other people to smile or tell them to smile more. They may not be in a place where they want to smile. Uh, This is something that I think gets said more and more nowadays. And it's something that I used to encounter and see a lot more when I was a teenager and in my young 20s when I used to work in retail. And I would hear guys say more than anything else. I would hear males say this to females. You should smile more. Oh, you should smile. You would look prettier. You have a pretty smile or whatever. Know that that isn't the coolest thing and it's not coming out the way that you mean it to. I, I There's a lot more to be said on that, but I just wanted to say that with everything that I'm talking about regarding smiling at strangers, <laughs> okay? So hopefully your smile is contagious and people smile back at you, but if they don't, eh, what are you going to do? You maybe spread some love to them that they can express in a different way to others. All right. Thanks, you guys. Keep your eye open for future episodes. And big hugs to all of you, to all of you, be well. 